This is the infamous story of Smelly Guy, a series of unfortunate events that happened in my hoe phase or slut phase, whatever you want to call it. I met Smelly Guy on OkCupid five years ago. He was nerdy. He was cute. He gave me five minutes of his time. Evidently, that was all I needed to give him everything he wanted. We messaged all of four times before he sent me a picture of his dick, a move I used to be way too familiar with and accepting of. You could send it, I will not block you, I will sext you, and wonder why I had such a hard time finding a committed and serious relationship. What struck me about this dick pic was that it was spectacular. It was the first dick that I audibly gasped when I saw it. It was the most photogenic penis I've ever seen in my life. After sending me this masterpiece via text, and after we both stopped touching ourselves, I naturally asked him out on a date. I needed to see this masterpiece in person. We planned to meet the following Saturday. Three long days after the initial dick pic and four sexting sessions later, we met. I arrived early in his area um, and he invited me to go straight to his apartment, which was coincidentally two blocks away from where we were meeting. This is obviously a dumb move. I watched so much true crime. What was I thinking? But it was cold and it's impossible to look sexy in a parka. So I was wearing way less clothes than I should have. It's surprisingly how fast wind chill can make me throw caution to the wind. So my young, naive self rationalized poorly and rang his doorbell. He buzzed me in, I opened the door, and he greeted me at the bottom of the stairs from his basement apartment. He watched me walk down the stairs, and we hugged, and we immediately started making out and taking off our clothes. His dick was spectacular. So we did the deed. There was some conversation afterwards, and I left on my merry way. Little did I know uh, he was going to ghost me a few days later. I thought he was gone for my life until about a year later he texted me to say hello and check in. I was a hopeless romantic at the time and I was needy and horny, so I texted him. A text like this did not go ignored by past Abby. We chatted for a bit, then he did it again. He sent a photo of his spectacular piece I quickly reprioritized my entire evening, and before I knew it, I was driving to his apartment yet again. That night, I walked down to his apartment. A smell tickled my nostril. Then he opened the door, and it hit me. A tidal wave of stank ran up my nostrils and almost knocked me to my knees. You see, in the years since I've seen this man, he had adopted two cats and cleaned the kitty litter zero times. I could barely breathe and I didn't know what to say. Was I about to teach this man a lesson of hygiene and cleanliness? Should I run out screaming? Was the smell causing permanent damage to my sensory organs? Lightheaded and trying to hold my breath, the thought of his beautiful dick and the overpowering ammonia circulating lowered my inhibitions like no drug has ever done before. My brain left my body and watched my drunk-on-cat-shit-smell self strip naked and climb onto his dick. After we were both done, I made an excuse to leave. I put my clothes on, now covered in cat hair, and escaped. As I walked up the stairs and went outside, I felt the oxygen fill my lungs again. As I walked to my car, I felt my body getting stronger with every breath I took. The neurons in my brain started to fire again at a healthier rate. Now I was back to reality, no longer catch it drunk. I called my best friend and immediately was like, I am disgusted with myself. In which he responded, what's new? Welcome to House of Stone, the podcast where everyone has a story and we get in the nitty gritty of it all. (laughs) 
today's guest, we have Lucy Gervais. Hello, how are you, Abby? I am wonderful. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. I have a little bit of a intro for you, just okay. so people know who you are. They already uh, know who I am. They already know. Okay. Hello. I mean, they don't need an intro. But I, if you insist okay. on introducing me, I mean, I feel like I want to bring all of your accomplishments up because there's so many of them. The Sweet. list is long and impressive. You've been on Montreal Sketchfest, Fringe Festival, ZooFest, OffJFL, and you uh, did it just for last recording uh, this summer. Uh, and the list goes on. Um, you, um, your one person show, uh, Lucy Gervais has a garden, guardian angel, was nominated for Outstanding Comedy in English in English, sponsored by the Just for Last Festival, or Just for Last, um, this past summer at Fringe. Uh, and if you want to listen to Lucy, listeners, um, they have a an album recorded. You can find it on Spotify, Apple, and Amazon Music, and it's called Negative Spaces. So listen and download. I actually, that's a typo. It's Negative Space. Space, Do you okay. know how many times I edited that bio? Oh, really? Like 50 oh, times. Yes, yes. And then I'm like, I got it. I finally, no typos, no errors. And then I submit it to all the things. And then you, yeah. And then I was like, negative spaces. I was like, that little S makes a difference. <laughs> it does. I know. Just I know. one space. I mean, I'm terrible at like editing my own stuff. So I usually get Fernando to do it because yeah. he'll catch my stupidness. <laughs> You gotta be, get. You gotta get a second eye off. You gotta on get. It. Yeah. You yeah. need an editor. Yeah. For everything. Well, how did you come up with that title, Negative Space? Well, I like it because oh, I had a million titles that I yeah. was flipping through. Yeah. And I had an idea of what I wanted the art to look like. Mm. Uh, Which I is wanted, amazing, by the way. Thank so you. so cool. Who yeah. did the art for um, you? They are on Instagram, Tulsa Thrift Store uh, Queen, oh. and they do collage work. So they oh. actually take like a little scalpel. They have like hundreds and hundreds of pages pages of old uh, magazines, mm -hmm. and they individually cut all these little images and mm -hmm. then splice them together on a background. Mm -hmm. And they're actually a sister of a friend of mine who lives here in Montreal, okay. Okay. who's also from Tulsa. So mm -hmm. I just thought their art was so cool. I actually ordered a few prints that are like up in my house. And I just thought it would, I hadn't really seen a comedy album that had that kind of like hodgepodge, mm -hmm. kind of really weird and eclectic, surreal yeah. like combination of things on it. So I thought it'd be cool to like, um, I wanted it in space. I was like inspired by the uh, Sledgehammer music video by Peter Gabriel. It's all in claymation. It's okay. sick. You should honestly watch it. Okay. It's like a visual like smorgasbord of like craziness. And um, so I, <clears throat> it was like a, a, a still of like his claymation head in space. Mm -hmm. So I thought, well, that would be kind of cool. Then we could pepper in some other stuff. And then like, it was already being in space, yeah. so I was like, all right, so maybe that should have something to do with, like, uh, the title. Mm -hmm. And then I guess, like, the term negative space is, like, an art term that mm -hmm. is, like, thrown around. It means, like, the absence of, mm -hmm. of like, detail or drawing yeah. or just yeah. emptiness. Yeah. And it also relates to, like, comedy yeah. being, like complaining for the most part but a negativity <laughs> yeah. yeah and yeah. most of my comedy is just complaining about i think we all that's what we that's what just I the day-to-day -day, like yeah. frustrating bullshit of of life yeah you know i mean that's what most of us get a lot of our material about so yeah, it makes exactly. a lot of sense and like you know uh, com places that comedy happens are called rooms, yes. which is a space. <laughs> yes. So I and felt like it tied together, you know? It's yeah. like, an, it's like, a, it's like it's, the room itself yeah. is it's a so many layers space. to it. It's, but I then love it's it. In outer space, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, this is like 360 mm -hmm. degree connective. Yeah. You know, I was thinking of call, call since it was at the, uh, the diving bell, yeah. I thought it'd be cool to call it live at the dive. <laughs> Yeah. I thought that would be cute. Yeah. Or also there's a joke about it that's about a joke in it about potato salad. Mm -hmm. So I was like maybe the potato salad EP and it could be yeah. me eating like a bowl of potato salad. <laughs> I thought that would all be kind of fun, but yeah. once I got negative space, I was like 
Yeah, that's it. I think that that's yeah. like the one yeah. I like the most for it's sure. It's a beautiful, beautiful cover, and I love I love the Thank title. Um, I can't even imagine trying to decide all of that. I would kill myself trying to. <laughs> it's like ever since I was a kid, seeing mm. like. 90s rock band cover art mm -hmm. you know yeah. like just being like oh it'd be so cool to like come up with that yeah absolutely know? i feel like i mean i might be generalizing but a lot of uh comedy albums that i see there's very little thought in the the cover like it's like the silhouette of a guy on a microphone and like it's like and the weird like that's yeah that's the, like the general theme so i like when i see something out of the box did you uh uh did you like fantasize about like what the album's gonna look like and like the name for a while full on like yeah it's been yeah. like a dream to be able to pick, yes. like make those creative yes. decisions, mm -hmm. uh, like have control over like every little step of mm -hmm. an album. And yeah. Howl and Roar is so awesome. They literally yeah. let you do that. Yeah. You know, they're like the material is up to you. The art is up to you. Like mm -hmm. they let me find an artist That's to amazing. put that together. You know, they put that on, on us. Yeah. They also have like a bit of a team that can mm -hmm. do it with you but when i pitch yeah. i pitched them like this is what i think i want to yeah. do they were like all good go ahead yeah Make it howl happen. and roar so like yeah. a, a few of our friends have done some recordings for them it's yeah. really really cool they're the best honestly yeah and like my album's submitted for juno now are you serious they did it for us oh my god they literally did it for us that is so cool they're, they're the best alice and is the coolest rock and roll like i if you win, I, I will, like if you're nominated. If I'm nominated, yeah. If you're nominated, I will, I will faint my for you. I know. I, yeah. Do you get to oh go my to the Junos if you're nominated? Ah, uh, I feel like hopefully, <laughs> right? Like I would go, even if it was the kind of thing where they had like a travel budget and it cost me like a little bit more than what they mm. gave me. I would still go, but it's yeah. so close. Like it's in Toronto. Like, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, most of the time it's in, but I feel like they've done the the show in other cities. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I I could be so wrong about that. I don't should have done our research. Really <laughs> if it's in, if it's in any other place besides Toronto, it's too expensive to go. <laughs> yeah, it's in Vancouver. Like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted you on this episode. Um, because <laughs> look at the face. Uh, because mm. you're so one. I've wanted to say the story on my podcast for a while it's a story that i've i've said before i've said it on stage and it i think it's funny um and it's 100 true um and i i wanted you on because you're very open and honest about your sexcapades or your <laughs> or like sex in general and it's it's so fun and interesting to talk to you about that. I do talk about finger fucking on stage. Yes. Not yes. everybody does that. Not everyone Not does everyone that. Not everyone wants to put the mental image in their audience's brain. Yeah. But here, here I go. <laughs> <laughs> you also have a newer joke about your partner and you fucking and how you need to take the plan B after or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was a, that's a, I mean, we don't have to say, but no, that, no, it's, anyways, it's, you, you it's do not, talk about sex. Well, that's things. like a joke joke. It's, mm -hmm. it's, um, it's about his allergies. <laughs> well, as opposed to like more of a storytelling joke, like this one is completely, it's like mm -hmm. this much fact and then a ton of embellishment. Yeah, yeah. He's allergic to like a million different mm -hmm. foods. Mm -hmm. So the joke is like, um, Basically, he's allergic to pea protein. <laughs> and so every time I squirt, he almost dies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that some people need plan B after sex. We need an EpiPen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a great joke. I think it's funny. That's a really great joke. Because I feel like it takes a second for me to be like, pea protein. Oh, because <laughs> squirt is piss. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah. Sure smells like it sometimes. Yeah. I think they, uh, they proved it was. It's whatever's in there. Yeah. <laughs> Get it out. Clean, clean. It's spring cleaning. <laughs> so Lord. how, when was, you had a slut phase. Have you had a slut phase? <laughs> On and off. For On and most off. Most of my life. When was your first slut phase? 
Um, is it horror phase, thought phase? What's the most appropriate? Like, it does it matter? Well, I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's per se like a phase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the fuck are you laughing at, <laughs> Fernando? <laughs> you wish you had a slut phase, yeah. bitch. No, okay. Yeah, I'm sure you have. You're very cute. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, like even when I was kind of like hitting hitting puberty and like in high school and stuff, like yeah. I would kind of like see people around here and there and be like, ooh, they're cute, and we would kind of, like, like hook up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, trauma. <laughs> Traumatizing. But, um, like, the first guy I ever made out with, I was bad at it, you know? Like, okay, yeah. But I figured, I figured it out. You know, I, I, I got better at that as time went on. So, like, yeah, I kind of started in, like, in my teens and stuff, and then I had, like, mm-hmm. my first, like, actual boyfriend in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that was when like I guess I wouldn't consider that like a, like the slut era because okay. I was like in a monogamous relationship but then okay. like yeah I don't know because I've gone like if I'm not in a in a relationship mm-hmm. then I'm usually like kind of have my wandering eye like that yeah. person's cute I want to talk to them see where that goes mm-hmm. and I've also like I've been monogamous. I've been polyamorous. So I've even yeah. had like somewhat slutty phases like within relationships, mm-hmm. which is really cool, honestly. Yeah. Like I'm happy I had that time in my life. Yeah. I um, mean, you've been very open about about being polyamorous. Um, and when did you really come to terms with like you wanted to have that type of relationship? Well, I guess because I'm bi. Yeah. So I and I and this is not on purpose, but I usually date dudes. Like they're just, just there, you yeah. know. <laughs> they're just there. We say yes, yes often. We say yeah. There you go. Um, so I've been in a couple of uh, like relationships with men where I've been like, well, I want to ha- kind of act on like exploring my side with people who aren't men. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. And I realized that when I was in my like high school relationship, I think like I was at a party. And uh, I there was like I was drunk. There was another girl who was drunk, and we kind of ended up making out. Mm-hmm. And then when I told him, he got really upset, and I was like, oh, "Man, okay, like, yeah, this is not for me then, because yeah. like I don't want to feel that bad about doing something like this." So uh, uh, something I sought out in my other relationships was that kind of openness. Yeah, and I know that some people find it kind of uh, problematic. Why? When you're in a hetero-ish relationship okay. that's, like, a, a dude and a whatever the fuck I am, you know. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, you're like, oh, it's not cheating if it's girls. Like, some people think that's kind of, like, problematic and ob- objectifying. But I think it's it's more so, in my case, was just, like, well, I have, like, the type of, like, I, I don't need more dudes. Yeah. I got one. <laughs> you go on. don't you're need not, to load up on more dudes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, like, I would like to be able to yeah. go on dates with girls. I would mm-hmm. like to be able to keep my options open in that regard because that's not something mm-hmm. that I have kind of locked down. So that's yeah. worked um, in a couple of relationships that I've had. Okay. So I feel like I've had that chance to... Explore, explore you know? that. But I, even then, that wasn't necessarily always polyamorous. No, you know, but it was just like open. Okay, but okay. then like polyamorous people tend to explore romantic relationships yeah. in like the multitudes. Yeah. So like so that's interesting. Have you? Yeah, that is. So have you had a partner and had an another partner? Yeah. 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 So there was one partner that I had. And I had another person that I was seeing like once a week as well. Okay. And that was really cool. By the time the main like relationship ended, Mm -hmm. there was a period where even though I didn't have like what's called a primary partner, like I didn't have a boyfriend, Mm -hmm. um, I was still seeing that other person. Okay. And then I had started seeing two other people. Oh, wow. But So I was like, "Mm mm-hmm. Oh, right. Like, we're really getting into gear. (laughs) (laughs) You must have been busy. That seems... I mean, am I busy? What do I do? You know, I'm not doing anything. I got time. (laughs) But it was cool. You know, I got to go on some cool dates. And uh, that's Mm -hmm. kind of 
at this point, I don't want to say it's like behind me now, but it's definitely okay. like I found my current partner and mm. our relationship is a lot more kind of like blissfully domestic. And okay. I feel like because I've had my experience with okay, like um, seeing what I like and, and, and experimenting and having fun and not taking mm-hmm. things too seriously, like mm-hmm. this is very like comfortable and sweet and I don't really see the need for yeah. like adding okay. more, you know? So yeah. I'm 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 happy to like have just gotten a yeah try all these things. There's so much like weird pressure and like hostility towards trying trying out what works for you. Yeah. You there should there shouldn't be at no. all. Not not at all because like not everyone knows what they want right away. Yeah. I, all, not everyone's yeah. born. And even when you're I think not enough people give it that thought. They're like, oh, this is where I'm supposed to do this, so I'll settle with this. It's just like, no, like... My parents want me to get married, yeah, yeah. so I guess I'll just get married and never do anything yeah. else. And it's yeah. it, it should be explored, questioned. Like, my, my relationship right now is very monogamous, but I have, like, during this process, been like, is this what I want or should be? Mm-hmm. Like, should I be exploring... Uh, like it, when I was more single, I always thought like maybe that would be a possibility because, you know, I can't I can't really I think it's putting a lot of pressure on a person like, OK, I'm monogamous. You're going to f- like my all my needs will be filled with this one person. Yeah. Um, and I think you should like think about it or mm-hmm. explore. Um, and I'm really happy that I mean, your relationship, you you feel like. Um, yeah. it, it's good. I do. Like, yeah. it really was a bit of a a, a 180 because mm-hmm. when I first started dating him, I did have, like, more people in my life. Mm-hmm. But then it just wasn't making sense, like, for the relationship. And also my needs changed. Like, yeah. my needs, yeah. I just adapted to what I was feeling and what I wanted mm-hmm. and listened to myself. And then I wound up where I am right now and okay. I think that that's what everyone kind of needs to do they definitely need to do that and again not enough people your needs evaluate. are allowed to change right yeah like, ex- exactly like you could be with this partner a few years from now and be like oh well the I need something more this mm-hmm. needs to change or and like, like we're that, in a new place and there's yeah. a lot of different stuff to try you know yeah. that that conversation can happen it should happen out of the realm for of sure and i i think that's where people like get stuck and unhappy and like they feel i don't know they don't want to they're they're worried about having when you start that conversation from the beginning and having that open honest discussion then it, i feel like you end up in a healthier place for yeah, sure Yeah, but some people don't want to some people don't want to hear it sometimes that relationship could really end yeah shit. yeah or that, or that conversation could end the relationship oh you know? yeah mm. for that sure that is the case with with, with some things so i understand why people are a little a little intimidated, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but then that says something about the relationship as it stands, right? Yeah. If a conversation can end it. Yeah. Then, yeah, they're not for you. Relationships maybe. are real tricky. They're very, very tricky. Yes, Zach. I have a question for Lucy. Okay. Um, oh, me? So when you had, like, when you were, like, dating three people at the same time, seeing them, how did you, like, like manage your time? <laughs> I love that. Because, <laughs> like, like, I have one partner right now, mm-hmm. and I've technically been in a polyamorous relationship for, like, a, like for, like, a month. But, like, it was basically the transition period between partners. So I never really, like, had, mm-hmm. like, never been in a polyamorous relationship, truly. So how do you manage your time? Like, yeah. is there, like, with the primary partner? Like, no, I know, like, for sure, like, they're, like, if I, if I, they're like my go-to, but like I let these people reach out to me. Like, how, <laughs> yeah, how do you I categorize think, uh, it? A lot of people highly recommend a Google calendar. Um, <laughs> Turns out an agenda. Yeah, <laughs> will help. Shit down. Take appointments for real. <laughs> <laughs> I think for the most part, it's just like prioritizing the people in your life realistically. Mm-hmm. So you, if you have a primary, and then you have a few secondary people. Um, your primary is probably the person you're going to see several times a week. And then the other secondary people, some of them are going to have partners of their own. Some of them aren't. You know, the people who are single or like, I don't know. Is there a single? I don't know why. I was like, what's the polyamorous term? I'm like, single's fine. Let's... They're unattached. <laughs> unattached shade. Yeah, untethered. Oh, my God. So I feel like if you're 
if if you're seeing someone who's single and you have a partner, you're gonna mm. see that person more often than you are a yeah. person who's poly who also has a partner. Cause yeah. then you're both prioritizing a whole like person. Yeah. You know, like whereas if if you're dating someone who's just like hanging out and not really like committed to another human being, you're probably gonna see them more often. And then mm. like it's just about you know, yeah, I it's about communicating too. Like, if your primary partner doesn't feel like you're spending enough time with them, and like, there's there's this open dialogue, I think, with everyone, mm -hmm. right? Um, from what I gather, <laughs> yeah, I think the one thing that's really cool about polyamory is that if you're not getting something from a relationship, mm -hmm. um, it's not the end of the relationship, you can get yeah. that from someone else, and as long as everyone's kind of cool with that and and is 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 in some capacity like mm -hmm. aware of that i don't think it's i don't think it would be cute to sit down with someone and be like this is what i'm getting from you because <laughs> yeah. i'm not getting it from the other person this is what i'm not getting from yeah. you and yeah. i'm getting it from them i'm like that sounds crazy it sounds yeah. like a business thing <laughs> <laughs> like a horrible like a pyramid scheme business mm -hmm. yeah i'm gonna recruit more people in my polyamorous relationship and they're gonna recruit two more people oh, that's so imagine funny. oh man Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think finding finding a nice way to establish that like, hey, this person is super outdoorsy yeah. and this my partner at home mm -hmm. fucking hates the outdoors. <laughs> and I'm gonna do instead of making that one person do all this outdoorsy yeah. shit, yeah. you could have like a partner that you just have that with and and whatever other nice things you see in them mm -hmm. you know i think that is the thing that i find the most it's really interesting, interesting and cool i like that a lot yeah. yeah yeah that is cool so you and i uh similarly similar i'm not we're both blonde <laughs> we we started dating our partners around the, the same time i would say about a year ago or so yeah how did how did um how did you meet your partner I met them through uh, at a friend's birthday party. Oh my gosh! Ooh, I know, right? Classic. That's a good. That's a good. Like having a mutual. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it was kind of. A, I had just gotten out of a relationship, and I really did swear off like mm -hmm. a committed relationship because I yeah. was like, I can't go through another breakup ever again. But like, of course, <laughs> it's easy to say that when you was just it, was it a one. hard breakup? Like. Yeah, yes. it was pretty rough, honestly. Like, I gotta get better at this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I have a tendency to go like, we're broken up, but uh, let's spend time together. Mm. But mm -hmm. like, we're mm -hmm. broken up, but like, ooh, I need a ride somewhere. <laughs> 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 like, I just need to get better at like being like, we're broken up, and here's. Endless amounts of space. Yes, you yeah, know, that you need and they need, and but but it's it's really hard, especially yeah. if you're used to spending a lot of time together and you're attached, and, and it's you're just like, oh, like, what's the worst that could happen? You know, like we're still friends, like we still like each other to yeah. a certain extent. Yeah. Um, but then it's a it's a bad habit I have where I'm like, if I ask them to come hang, mm. the odds are good that they'll show up. Even mm. though they, in their own best interest, should choose not to, mm, mm -hmm. I know the decision is uh, usually going to end up like, oh, I guess I'll just go hang out with Lucy because they won't. I'm the worst. <laughs> I hate it. It's, it's, it's not good, but it's so easy to justify in your head where you're like, well, you know, like that little fucking little whiny voice. It's mm -hmm. like, that's well, you just mm -hmm. have it. It's like, it, yeah. it's ideal. It's nice when you can be friends with an ex because you have built sort of a friendship mm -hmm. like there's something there but they the know too much they know a lot and like but at the same time <laughs> they, it really is tricky they know too much <laughs> you gotta keep the enemies close yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point yeah so they know they know a lot so like it's like it would be nice like you could see like this fantasy of a friendship yeah you can kind of see it but it's really 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 hard to get there and what you don't realize is like you need to you need time to heal yeah. and you need space and you need to take baby steps yeah you for really sure. do right it's Fernando? so easy <laughs> Pay Fernando. attention, Fernando. Yeah. Uh, Fernando and I actually am. Yeah. Okay, great. Fernando and I used to date and we went through that like whole thing. A scandal. Yes. We went but this was like six years ago now. So we yeah. dated okay. for a bit. Um I, 
not like a and lot. And he just like lives at your house. He did not live at my house. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, that would have been hard to like. But he yeah. does now. He does live at my heart, does, house. Do now. people on the podcast yeah. not he know that? He says unfortunately. Great rent, but uh, roommates. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yes, we dated for a bit, and like I, I did see a potential of having a friendship. Like I really, really liked. Like we got along very well, and it's just like the romantic side was just not there from the beginning. But we kind of like we're like, oh, maybe we could make this work, and yeah. then um, so we we started like I think it, like it was baby steps. Like we started spending time together, and like it was hard, but eventually we got to the point where like okay we could be we could be friends we'll be pals yeah and That's i good. did a lot of therapy too talking about him being he owes, like that you did you pay for the therapy she gets free graphic design yeah so he's paid good <laughs> <laughs> graphic design is a currency in this town right it Very is valuable. a currency oh yeah. my god i say i'm sorry fernando i saved so much money yeah <laughs> I save so that much money. money. You're not going to see in your lifetime. <laughs> Do you guys think about that sometimes? Like how many therapists know about you? Like, I, like, like, I've, oh. never, like I've never been to therapy that's, in my entire life. But like there's good... already therapists who've already downloaded information about me and know yeah. what I need to hear and like say. Yeah. So like let me just go find it. Like one of my exes like, like therapists because they already know my shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't thought about it, but that's a good question. I bet a lot. I, bet I don't think any of my exes have gone to therapy, frankly. I, I oh, mean, you haven't had a good relationship then. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have like one ex that I'm friends with. I don't yeah. know if he went to therapy. I'll ask. <laughs> Let me just get my phone. Like, um, yeah, that's a really good question. I. I know that, like, I, you know, my family members, therapists have heard my name probably. <laughs> Your family Your members family have? Goes to my family members, therapists. Wow. Yes. Like, my sister's therapist, for sure. That's insane. Why is that insane? Like, my... I'm part of their lives. Like, no. you, like I talk to my <laughs> therapist about, like, positive things as well as negative things. So, but I'm sure my, th my sister's therapists have heard negative things about me. Wow. <laughs> Like, and Abby's how too you. nice and too <laughs> beautiful. Too nice. I hate Abby's her. Abby's such an asshole. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Is there anything that you um, regret about um, your dating life, like being single? Oh, yes? God, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Just do, like, well, okay, I would have quit dating apps way sooner. Oh, same. Like, same. I really wish I literally never bothered because I yeah. can't think of like that many connections that I look back on with that much like, yeah. mm -hmm. I don't know, it, good feeling. It wasn't quality. No. no. And I was just like, I really wish that in those times of boredom, I didn't just like mm. try to Google free dick, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I just wish I hung out with my friends instead. It's true. And I find that <laughs> once I, I had like an epiphany during a hookup that I just was like doing but not enjoying. <gasps> and I just, I was like, this is what I'm doing with my time? Like, yeah. what? And then after that, I, I felt bad because I super ghosted the guy. He must have no idea. But luckily, he's a fan of the podcast. So <laughs> now he gets, a, he gets an update. Um, but I wish that I, instead of ever using, like, dating apps to meet people, I just went to cool stuff and, yeah. like, had an eye on the room and, For like, sure. would just, like, politely speak to people I thought were interesting and, mm -hmm. like, see if I could get a decent conversation going mm -hmm. enough to, like, get their number. Mm -hmm. That's what I wish I had done my whole life because it works. It, very well. It does work. It For works sure. so well. Oh Knowing For people before, like, like, just, like, talking to someone plutonically, yeah. like, just, yeah. like, in a very neutral environment and, like, it, it builds, I don't know, it's so much better. It makes you seem like a so human much being, better. right? Yeah. It makes you feel, like, yeah. almost normal. I feel really old because yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. This is, yeah. It's, delete the apps. They're just all shit. They, okay? I mean, Hinge has, I think, the hottest people on them. Really? Montreal. Just look outside. Oh, yeah. it's true. Okay, when I moved to this city, I swear to God, in Toronto, I always felt like a fucking six and a half. <laughs> because people Why? are so like, 
I don't know, because people are really, really obsessed with like clout and what they think they should like. So like <laughs> everyone's like you've got to have like the perfect physique and you have to have the coolest clothes and you have to have the this and the that. Mm. And so like on the sidewalk, it's like you don't exist. I oh. feel like I, in a lot of ways, unless you are that like Instagram, perfect looking girl. And then it's like, Oh my God, like not, mm. not, not that I'm like, Oh, everyone treats that person. So well, I don't know what it's like to be that person, yeah. but like I felt super invisible and I thought it was like, whatever, um, and like, you know, in and out of the dating apps, when I actually talking to people, I would get like a compliment here and there, mm -hmm. but like walking the streets of Montreal, when I got catcalled by hot people, <laughs> I was like, this is what I've, this is the dream. <laughs> this is the city that I was meant to come yes, to. Yes. Yeah. I was just like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, this is awesome. <laughs> I would have thought Montreal would have been like the similar <clears throat> I don't know. Like, I don't feel like an uggo when I walk around the streets of Montreal, but I don't know what it, like, I can't compare the two cities no, because I've never you, lived there. It's like people in uh, Montreal are, I guess, I don't know, like, they see a hot person. Yeah. They're not worried about, like, how it's going to make them look if, mm -hmm. if, you know, like, I always felt very, like, mm -hmm. I don't know. Just like we should be opposed to like the male gaze, yeah. I guess. But like when I started feeling just like walking the streets of Montreal, I, I had like a more of a presence. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that That's made me good. feel really nice. So Montreal is a good city to delete Tinder for sure because yeah. you can find you just know, go to a lot cool, of beautiful people. Go to some cool events or places. Yeah. You know, and it could even be like a divey place, but yeah. like if you're I just find like socializing mm. in Montreal um, is a really great way to like meet hotties. And oh, yeah. I think that <laughs> it, it do be true. And I think that like figuring out if someone <laughs> sucks or not before you have sex with oh, them oh, is sure. it's like for sure. The key. It's yeah. the best. It's yeah. like the 10 out of 10 recommend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really though. Making sure they don't suck for, Before, yeah. Before. Because like yeah. when you meet them on Tinder, I mean, I used to love, like when I was in my ho phase, like I used to love just like I, there was at one point I knew I was just doing it for the dick. I knew it was like, I knew this person's garbage. I don't care. I'm just yeah. doing it. Like, it was just like my mindset. I think that's mm -hmm. the only reason you use those apps at this point. It's just like, don't go in with like any expectation yeah. or like want a relation. No, that's, this is not what it's for. Like yeah. quality, go out, meet someone mm -hmm. like not like organically. Uh, I think, yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. And like, I have a bad habit of like thinking I just want physical attention. Yeah. But like, I'm just, that's the person I'm trying to be, you know? Yeah. I'm like, I'm just gonna fucking go out and I'm gonna fucking, do, mm -hmm. I'm just gonna fucking find hot guys in the app yeah. and I'm not gonna care and I'm yeah. just gonna go one day to the next, like, you know, live yeah. in the moment. And then I just get like, Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm never going to talk to that person again. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, it's just yeah. like, I just had to start being honest with myself and being like, that You need something have... more. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you we know? all sort of do. It just depends on where you are in life, I guess. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, For sure. exactly. I'm always just like, well, that seems like a waste of time. Like, especially like a one night stand sort of thing. Like, mm -hmm. I had to actually listen to the voice in my head that was saying, like, why are we doing this? Yes. We don't want this. This yeah. is, like, not cute, you know, for I've us. i had a couple moments like that besides smelly guy or whatever. Yeah. Where you're just, I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, in the middle, midst of it all, it's just like, this is so dumb. This is so dumb. This is a waste of my time. I could be in bed by myself. <laughs> Which yeah. is honestly being alone in uh, an apartment that you live in is like heaven. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then oh, be time so where nice. there is, oh, there have been times where I've like, and especially during the pandemic, mm. it was like the only place to have a fucking date is at your house. Yeah. And I've been living alone for yeah. my whole time in Montreal. Yeah. Except for like right now. Mm -hmm. And then like, so I'd be like, well, I guess just like come over and hang out and mm. see where it goes. And there, when you 
realize as soon as you open the door that you don't like someone. Yeah. Oh, and then you're. It's hell. Yeah. You're yeah. like, what can I do to get oh, this person? For sure. To I've leave? had that a few, especially like I lived alone for a long time too, and um, usually I would like attract people that had roommates or live with their parents so like it was like yeah i guess you're coming here and then it was just like i'm stuck with the person for like and longer than you want any to any excuse i had called my friend while this guy was in the bathroom yeah and he's a fan of the podcast <laughs> so i had my friend call i called her i was like you gotta call me and you gotta fake some fucking accident like right now you know <laughs> ring her on you have to yeah. have the ringer on yeah yeah, yeah there's yeah. no vibrate because they aren't gonna hear it and they yeah. assume you're lying yeah and like the Academy <laughs> Award goes to like, oh my God, my friend was on her bike and got hit by a car. I got an Uber to the hospital. I'm I'm ordering the Uber right now, so you should go yeah. before the Uber gets here, yeah, yeah. so that you don't see me yeah. <laughs> wait for a fake Uber. Like, oh, oh God, oh, it's these kinds of things that I'm so relieved to be done with. Because like, oh yeah. The nice thing about mon being on in a in a more monogamous relationship, and I feel like a monogamous, <laughs> I feel like a monogamous relationship is is a good place to be in if you feel like your partner actually just meets your yeah. needs. Yeah, you're just like they got it all. They got yeah. it all figured out. This you're is awesome. You're content. You're happy. Yeah. I don't think I want to date ever again for ever the rest again. of my life. No. Like, oh my god, it's it's just like. Uh, I, I've said that. Or the I would path. be really strict. Yeah. You know? Like oh, yeah. really just like not having it with most of these. Yeah. I've said that people. in the past like year or so since like dating my boyfriend that it's like if this ends, I will never date again. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I, will, I will never let anything get this serious. I think it would be hard. I'll, I'll, I'll say something nice. <laughs> I think it would be so hard for me to find someone as good as as my partner right now, like it would be nearly impossible. Yeah. You know, oh, like so it would be, I would just, I'd be like, yeah, good luck. Yeah. 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 I mean, the, the bar is higher now, which is good. It's good. You're like yeah. you learn and you grow and like, you're just like, this is what, this is the standard now. Yeah, and exactly. We're like the standard was bad before for me <laughs> was terrible. Yeah. The bar was on the ground. It, yeah, uh, <laughs> don't trip on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. And I'm like, I don't know why it was ever down there. I think it was because <laughs> you and I are like pretty much the same age. Mm. And I'm older than I'm way older than you. I'm but not like way, not but. by that much. <laughs> yeah. Like we're we're definitely like millennial. Yes, like yeah. we went to high school in like the same culture. Yes, yes. So this culture was very much like, I feel like in a weird space of like, yeah, party, have yeah. all this crazy sex, life yeah. is awesome. Yeah. But then there was also like, I don't know, it was just a weird time, right? Mm -hmm. And like, it wasn't necessarily about find what works for you. It was yeah. like just like just experience just, things like to the whether fullest. you want to or not, you yeah. know. And it, it yeah. I, and I uh, it took a long time for me to realize that that was not what I really wanted, yeah. you know. And yeah. like I think that if I were to be single again, I would probably also be like doing the similar thing that I was doing before, where I was like dating but not seriously and just mm -hmm. like only dating people whose company I really enjoyed yeah. and they had something unique to offer you know money and then like <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, mm -hmm. yeah and like not taking things too seriously and also like mm -hmm. being open but also I can't with like uh with with some of the people you know like they're mm -hmm. just they're just a lot yeah. Some of the yeah. people are just a lot. They're just, they're, they are a lot. Yeah. They are a lot. Um, this is a big question. How do you feel about dating comedians or sleeping with comedians? It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. <laughs> uh, this guy's unfunny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I wouldn't recommend it. I know it's something. <laughs> no, it's, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I would recommend dating someone who brings something different yeah. into your life than what you already have going on. Mm -hmm. um, and I know you're dating a comic. That's, That's not fine. be like, 
that's gotta end. Uh, Abby, um, House of Stone, you know? Um, I mean, yeah, that's what the podcast <laughs> I was like, is this Stone of House? <laughs> order the last name. Um, but also, this is something that I find happens to a lot of people when they first start doing stand-up, is they date a bunch of comedians right away, and they end up being really, really disappointed. Okay. Yeah. It's true, though. Yeah. Like, like, and it's because you're so surrounded by a lot of people kind of in your age range, mm-hmm. people who, like... It's like a very fancy, shiny world, you know, at mm-hmm. first. Yeah. And for especially like women and femmes in comedy, you got a bunch of dudes being super nice to you yeah. right away. And yeah. you're like, wow, I'm special. It's like they yeah. they know that you just aren't, you don't hate them yet. Yeah. <laughs> like it really is that, you know. That's so yeah. funny. It's true. And I think that that's why, because I started comedy in Toronto. Mm-hmm. I had the exact same thing. I was like, boys are nice. And then it's like, not for long. And then like when I moved to Montreal, I had gotten that out of the way. So I was just entering these environments with a very like personable attitude, like just trying to be nice and like meet as many people as possible and like integrate myself. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you can try to be like, oh, you're new to comedy, huh? Be like, bitch, I'm not. (laughs) Yeah. I've been doing this longer than you. Yeah. (laughs) You know? So I felt like my introduction to comedy in Montreal was a lot smoother than my introduction yeah. in comedy in Toronto, which was when I was like super brand new. Mm-hmm. And you were very young when you started comedy. 19 years so old. So young. With a baby. I mean, I'm so jealous that you started so early. I that's mean, that's stupid. really, really cool. Stupid idiot. A stupid idiot. That was funny. <laughs> how, how old are you now? I'm 29. Oh, you've been doing for like a decade. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Wait, I, am I 29? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. It's uh, like I have an October birthday and I started comedy two weeks before my 20, uh, 20th. Okay. So it's it's nine years. Okay. okay. But I can see why 20, like yeah, the yeah, numbers yeah, yeah. add yeah, up. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, so you started so young. What made you get into it? So I was really, uh, I was... When I graduated high school, my interests were sort of split between wanting to act and wanting to write. Mm. So I thought it would be cool to write movies, but I was I was also like I kind of want to be in my movies. And like when I found a program that was gonna kind of like help me do both, like work on both skill sets. Mm-hmm. I got really excited. It was a comedy program at, at Humber. Yeah. And then they have a stand-up comedy class that they make you take. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just, I had done stand-up at 17 once as like oh, a really? bucket list thing. Okay, yeah. okay. It was cute. It was cute. I, how, I, I how wish was I had that a, first set? Like was, 17. I thought, listen, we'll never know how I actually did. Yes. I thought I did great. Mm-hmm. I thought I did great. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say, like, I changed comedy forever. <laughs> but I had my jokes. I told my jokes the way they were supposed to be told, yeah. you know. And then people responded, and I was like, all right, thank you. Like, that was yeah. kind of it, you know. It's yeah. like you're at, like, uh, maybe a kindergartner's graduation class, and you're like, yeah. good for them. They yeah. did this yeah. without shitting their pants. You know, they got the little fake diploma. They did a great job. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how I feel about my first stand-up set. Um, so <laughs> I, when I was, like, taking this program, yeah, I was like, oh, I can write and perform. Like, mm-hmm. this is both of yeah. those skills that Mesh I kind together. of want Yeah, yeah. and sure. then I got a little discouraged by the program. I wasn't enjoying it. Um, I'll be real with you. I got like sexually assaulted by one of the my classmates. Oh, I'm so yeah, sorry. Yeah, like in my first like uh, I think my second month. Oh That's God. Yeah, intense. and so I got really like depressed and fucked up, and mm. then I started fucking up in school, and I was also being kind of like bullied by my classmates because I was acting super fucking weird. Yeah, of because I'd no been kidding. sexually assaulted no by kidding. one of my classmates. Yeah. Right. Um, so I ended up dropping out, but I stuck with stand up. Mm-hmm. And then like things after that were kind of rough because I was in bars all the time. I had like a yeah. shitty part time job at Smokes Poutine. So I had money mm-hmm. and I was living yeah. with my dad. So I was spending a lot of my money on mm-hmm. like booze and mm-hmm. just like getting way too drunk at shows and yeah. like acting out because I was kind of like going through it, you know. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, I think my my comedy start was a little bumpy. Yeah. But I'm happy with 
where things are going. Yeah. yeah. It took some time to really figure out what the fuck was going on with me at that time. But now that I'm Oh, like, of course. You were no. so young. Yeah. And like, it, it, I mean, anyone going through that experience is very confusing and fucking hard. So, yeah, right? Yeah, so. It's so confusing. It's, like, mm-hmm. yeah. And I was like, I was in therapy, but it's like I didn't acknowledge that what had happened was like a big enough deal to even like bring up. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I was just like, okay, cool. Like, I'll talk about other stuff that's important. This is just like some mm-hmm. guy I was dating, like, mm-hmm. you know, being like, we're broken up now. You know, he sucked. It's a yeah. good thing we're broken up. But like, yeah, yeah. looking back, I was like, it's like, oh, I was like acting fucked because yeah. like I had some shit going on. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. So therapy helped you move through it, and I'm guessing time. Oh, but, like, years later. Yeah, yeah. Year, years later, so okay. So now, like, I feel like I have a much better handle on my consumption of alcohol. Yes. And also, like, on my impulsive actions. Mm-hmm. Like, it took a lot of, like, growing up as a comic mm. and then growing up as a person. Yeah. And now I'm like, all right, I think I got it handled. Like, I yeah. think I know how to be a comedian now. <laughs> yeah. 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 And you've been at it for, like you said, nine years. Um, Almost a decade. Yeah, almost a decade. And um, you, this past summer, you performed at Just for Laughs. You recorded at Just for Laughs. How was that experience? (sighs) I I remember, like, my picture, I remember seeing you on the, what is the two-level thing when we were watching uh, Trixie Mental. The rich people. Yeah, the rich people thing. And I was like, Lucy is living it up using their Just for Last Pass. Not even how I got that. No? Okay, so the free Trixie Mattel concert at Place des Arts was Mm -hmm. sick. My One of my best Judies, my Mm -hmm. friend Laurence, um, I posted like on my way to the Trixie Mattel concert. And he was like, I have an extra VIP pass. Do you want to come sit with me? My friend flaked on me. And I was okay. like, uh, you- uh, <laughs> no, I'm okay. I'll just stand. In the- <laughs> we had our own like little bar. And then yeah. Trixie kept referring to us as the rich people. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was like, today I am. Today I'm the rich are. people today. Yeah, yeah. And then later that same night, I was at uh, the Doubletree. Yeah. And I saw Trixie like out of drag, like yeah. at a table looking completely exhausted yeah and i i saw trana wintour and i went and said hi she's like oh hey how's it going by the way i'm like in a meeting right now i was like oh i'll leave you alone Mm -hmm. and then i was like should i say hi to trixie mattel (laughs) (laughs) and she's like yes you should i was like no but i'm a dork she's like do it i know it's i mean spending time at like at the festival in that area is so intimidating. Terrifying. Terrifying. Kill me. But I got a high five from Trixie Mattel. Oh my gosh. My life will never be the same. Uh, Never be the same. uh, Never be the same. But (sighs) but you were killing the festival this year. I had a blast. I will say, like, I had a ton of anxiety being in those kind of green rooms. I was just like... You know when someone starts talking to you and you just start talking back and you don't really know what you're saying, but you're gonna like, I'm gonna pretend this is words that make sense because you have a <laughs> yeah. bit of anxiety, yeah. you're nervous. Yeah, yeah. You're like, For and, sure. uh, yeah, I agree with you, but I also feel a different way about yeah. that. <laughs> and then you're just still talking and you're like, this person wants to talk to uh, anyone else. Yeah, uh, yeah. But honestly, like, I feel like looking back on it, I did actually learn from that kind of like anxiety that I was okay. having. What so, did you learn? Like, well, just like how to be a little bit more comfortable yes. and like comfortable yeah. in my own skin and like a mm-hmm. high pressure environment. Mm-hmm. Cause like I got into the festival. Yeah. And absolutely. that was scary too. That's so like, but I like, yeah. You know, before going on stage for like the showcasing, I was mm-hmm. like freaking out, but mm-hmm. I was like, okay, but you deserve this. Yes, you've earned this. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And you do well at comedy when this yeah. isn't scary. Yeah, this is so a set. Just, this is just a set. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, those are very valuable things yeah. to learn. Oh, so, absolutely. How was yeah. your audition? My showcase? Yeah, your showcase. Was yeah. Sick. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't it say. It was at the nest, right? The comedy nest. I had to follow fucking Harrison. <sighs> 
<laughs> I know, right? I was like, God damn it. All right, fine. Just speak yeah. more than five words a minute. And yeah. You, <laughs> I was like, no one's going to confuse us for each other. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. But I was like, okay, like Harrison's going to be Harrison. And I got to just be completely different. Like, yeah. I just got to. I gotta... mean, you're Lu- Lucy Gervais. You are different than Harrison. Thank you. Yeah. I think so, too. Yeah. But, like, I have a much bigger energy, you know? Mm-hmm. I, like, move around a lot. I, like, mm-hmm. I kinda, I've i gotten to this habit doing stand-up, and I really like it, where I do my punchlines, like, on a fucking 90-degree angle. <laughs> I just, like, like, it's just, I don't know. I'm, like, I think this is hilarious. Like, yeah, Just to fun. punch it by just, mm-hmm. like, bringing my whole body, like, contortionizing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so oh. it was a lot of fun. I feel mm-hmm. like my f- introductory jokes didn't quite grab them, mm-hmm. but I was like, just keep, you got funny fucking jokes in this set. Yeah. Just get to them and hit them hard. And then I think <laughs> by the time I closed, that I closed pretty strong. Oh, amazing. So amazing. I mean, big thing about doing stand up when you're on the stage, adapting. What the, you have decided to do for your material yeah. to what is happening in front of you oh, yeah. is a skill. It's like thinking key, on your feet. For sure. So if your first couple jokes don't go over as strongly as you hope, mm-hmm. being able to be like, well, guess what? The next ones will. Or yeah. even better or different or something. Yeah, yeah you know, for sure. I find this very useful for hosting too. Oh, absolutely. Because like sometimes when I'm on stage, I just say something stupid and it mm-hmm. doesn't work. And yeah. if you can find a way to like turn that into a laugh, yeah, it's like, it almost feels like it was on purpose. Yeah. 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 For sure. And it's such a skill and I've seen you do it very well. Oh my God. Stop. Very, very well. Um, so yeah, well, congratulations on all your success in the past. Thank I you. Mean, 10 years or whatever, <laughs> almost a whatever. Decade. Yeah. Feels like 30, but Hey, <laughs> <laughs> um, we do have to wrap up. So that was the 45 minute. That was, was the 50. I, I forgot. Oh, the, okay. the, the conversation so have, was so wow. flowing and so engaging. I completely <laughs> forgot. Cause we're friends. Okay. <laughs> uh, so we do definitely have to wrap up. Yeah. Um, uh, I always end the show or the recording with two questions. Um, and I feel like you addressed one of the questions already as what is one of the hardest things you've ever been through? Oh, the sexual assault thing? Yeah. Yeah, I sure. have a couple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sexually assaulted like a few times. So like all those oh. together, I guess, sure. Yeah. But like, don't worry about me. I'm fine. Yeah. You, you're stronger than ever. You're good. I'm powerful. Oh, yeah. I started lifting. Anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. We wanted to talk about that. It's you too started, late. It's too late. We talked about everything We were talking else. about before starting like self-care and stuff. And you started exercising and lifting. Lifting looks really cool. I see it happening at the gym. And I was like, I... I'm too scared to do that. <laughs> I, okay, so I'll, I'll just say this real quick. My goal is to be able to lift 100 pounds bench press by the end of uh, December. Yeah. I'm at 65. Oh. Mm-hmm. So well, you can do there. it. I, yeah. How often are you uh, Are you training? Like twice a week okay. on just the bench press. I try okay. to do it on opposite ends. And okay. then like I try to go to the gym like three Try okay. to. We'll, yeah. we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Cool. That's the other amazing. Question? Uh, the other question is, what is the thing in life that you're most passionate about? Oh, my goodness. I got to say cooking, man. Cooking. Oh. I fucking like home cooked food is so important to me. Oh, absolutely. And I find it, it makes itself present in a lot of aspects of my life. So in my friendships, my family relationships mm-hmm. and my romantic relationships, mm-hmm. like if they matter to me, then like sharing food or preparing food for people or having food prepared to me it like mm-hmm. it means so much yeah you know? i remember so. during the pandemic you were like you were i don't know making content of you. oh yeah i made a yeah. recipe book yeah <laughs> yeah i was yeah. like five bucks who wants it i'm hungry <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's amazing that's so cool i mean i i love i mean i just love food in general so i don't cook enough but um, I, I have Come like on easy, over. We'll cook I do cook, but I have like easy meals. So, like if, if things, if it's longer than five minutes of prep, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it, but I don't either, but I do it yeah, because that's it's good. Cause and it's worth it. What's uh what's your comfort meal? Um, oh man, I'm a big fan of, uh, of stews and whatnot, but you know what? I make a really good bolognese. Mm. Like, oh, wow. like, um, and I'll, I'll tell you guys some of my secrets. Okay. So like sage. And uh, thyme, I think, are the two most important herbs. <laughs> Got to be easy on the sage, though. It can overpower things. But thyme is really good. Mm. And then I use a tiny bit of cumin, a tiny bit of cinnamon, 
Oh. And Ooh. the tiniest bit of, of uh, balsamic vinegar. Ooh. You got to be really careful with the balsamic vinegar because it can just turn it into a vinegary mess like mm. out, of no, out of nowhere. But you want it to have like that little whisper of like the balsamic at the very, very bottom. And then you of, of like the, I guess, the flavor profile or whatever. And then I also have a meatball recipe that is very comprehensive, and you can make it with Beyond. Oh <laughs> well, well, we'll have you back on the podcast, and you can episode. just teach us all how to cook. That'll be. I would be fucking wicked. Let's get a hot yeah, plate. Yeah, we in can here. get a hot plate. <laughs> yeah. like chop stuff up. Uh, we won't eat on the podcast because that's horrendous to listen to audio. That's gonna but... be on the Patreon. Yeah, <laughs> watching us eat a mukbang on the Patreon. Oh God! <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here. You are a delight. Uh, amazing. Um, I give everyone your handle so they know where to find you okay, and. Cool. Um, see your content and go see your shows. Yeah, I'm at the Lucy Gervais on Twitter, at the Lucy Gervais show on Instagram. Uh, please don't look for me on Facebook. Uh, I don't need, I don't, I hate Facebook. I want to burn it to the ground. Yeah. And listen to my album, Negative Space. Yeah. Allegedly very good. Yeah. Thank you so much. I want to thank the funders, the sponsors, Pentel Studio, Zakik, as always, Fernando. The listeners, please follow, download, subscribe, all of that jazz. You can find us on uh, houseofstonepodcast.com for all of the links. Um, and yeah, this was a great episode. Thank you again. Thank you for having me. No problem.